Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 42. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In this week's episode, as it is the first Wednesday of the month, we'll be discussing aviation news from the past month. Stay tuned for all this and more and Squawk 5353. Before we begin this week's episode, I'd like to encourage you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and considered donating to the show. Another way for you to support the show is to subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcast listening app you are using. That way, new episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And now to today's main topic, September Aviation News. Our first story comes from GeneralAviationNews.com. The Piper M600 SIM gets the FAA nod. Legacy Flight Training has received FAA certification for the new Frasca Flight Simulator for the Piper M600 SLS in its initial and recurrent training curriculum at its training facility on the Piper Aircraft Campus in Vero Beach, Florida. Legacy Aircraft Training is an authorized Piper training provider for the entire Piper family of products and exclusive training provider for the M600. Legacy provides simulator training in addition to in-aircraft training with initial training for new Piper owners as well as annual recurrent training. The M600 SLS simulator provides a realistic flight experience using an actual M600 fuselage, pilot seating, sub-panels, switching, and flight controls. It also features M600 type-specific Garmin G3000 avionics with Piper's Halo Safety System, in-flight stability protection, level mode, and auto-throttle system. Bill Inglis, president and owner of Legacy Flight Training, said in a statement, quote, By allowing pilots to practice scenarios not ideal for in-aircraft training, our customers can achieve a higher level of safety and proficiency. Realistically experiencing and training in scenarios involving start sequence anomalies, stalls, upset recognition and recovery techniques, maneuvers in icing conditions, takeoffs and landings in gusting crosswinds, unusual mechanical failures, and more, provides a proven advantage to pilots of all aircraft." Piper's M600 has exceeded industry expectations for performance and operational ease in a single-engine pressurized turboprop. Our next story also comes from GeneralAviationNews.com. Garmin Autopilot certified for Piper Meridians and Smart Rudder Bias certified for the Cessna 414 Alpha. Garmin International has received FAA Supplemental Type Certification, or STC, for the GFC 600 Autopilot and certain Piper Meridians PA46500TP. The new STC covers Meridian models from 2000 to 2009. However, the autopilot is not compatible with G1000 installations, Garmin officials note. Additionally, Smart Rudder Bias is now certified for Cessna 414 Alpha aircraft equipped with the GFC 600 autopilot. The GFC 600 digital autopilot is intended for piston, single or twin engine and turbine aircraft that have a wide range of speed and performance characteristics, according to Garmin officials. In addition to traditional autopilot capabilities such as altitude hold, vertical speed, Heading modes, the GFC also includes advanced capabilities such as altitude pre-select and indicated airspeed hold mode, 
VNAV capability when paired with a GTN or a GTN XI series navigator, dedicated level button which engages the autopilot to restore the aircraft to straighten level, support for Smart Glide that can automate tasks and reduce pilot workload in engine power loss emergencies when paired with a GTN XI series navigator or a Garmin attitude indicator, underspeed and overspeed protection, select, couple, and fly various instrument approaches including GPS, ILS, localizer, VOR, and set back course approaches when paired with compatible Garmin GPS navigators, yaw dampening mode which minimizes yawing oscillations while also helping to maintain coordinated flight, and ESP which functions separately from the autopilot and works in the background while the pilot is hand flying the aircraft to help avoid inadvertent flight attitudes or bank angles by nudging the pilot to return the aircraft back to a safe flight attitude. Smart Rudder Bias provides pilot's assistance against the hazardous flight effects of one engine operation in multi-engine flight. The system continuously monitors engine parameters using Engine Indicating System, or the EIS, displayed on the G500 TXI or the G600 TXI flight display and activates when the system detects a predetermined power differential between each engine. Once activated, rudder force is adjusted to aid the pilot in providing enough force to the rudder to help control a side slip. A yellow enunciator for the associated inoperative engine is displayed along with the autopilot enunciations on the G500 TXI or the G600 TXI flight display, helping the pilot identify the issue quicker. Enhanced Garmin Electronic Stability and Protection, or ESP settings for OEI conditions help smart rudder bias equipped aircraft avoid potentially hazardous flight attitudes and airspeeds by tailoring these settings to help address the aerodynamic characteristics associated with the OEI operations. Smart Rudder Bias requires a G500 TXI or G600 TXI configured as a primary flight display or PFD with engine indication system data. Additionally, Smart Rudder Bias requires the yaw axis option to be installed on the GFC or the Garmin Flight Control 600 autopilot. I had the wonderful opportunity of seeing a presentation on the GFC 600 as well as Smart Rudder Bias this year at EAA Oshkosh. Our next story more pilots going to apps and online for weather. The latest weather survey from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association shows that more pilots are using online and mobile apps to check the weather. While the use of flight service specialists for pre-flight weather briefings continues to diminish, they are still an important primary source of information for pilots, particularly in Alaska. Pilots reported that they primarily call flight service specialists to ask questions and receive a professional opinion on the upcoming weather. The survey also found that the older pilots are more likely to call flight service specialists. Another key finding from the latest survey is that the FAA Weather Camera Program continues to be a heavily used weather resource for pilots in Alaska where the program was first developed, with approximately three quarters of pilots using it as an initial weather source and immediately prior to flight. AOP officials recommended continuing to expand the program both in Alaska and in the continental United States and to fund research to make it a 24-hour information source rather than opposed to just a daylight-only system. The weather camera system has already been expanded to Colorado, Montana, and Hawaii. The 37-question survey, which was completed by 2,409 pilots from the continental United States, 148 pilots from Alaska, and 7 from Hawaii, also found that despite efforts by the aviation community to increase the filing of PIREPS, the number of unsolicited reports has remained flat or even slightly diminished. Less than half of all respondents, or 47%, said that they provided unsolicited pyrups at least sometimes, 
and the remainder, 53%, rarely or never did so. Pilots in Alaska are consistently more likely to file these reports. The survey also found that while the Aviation Weather Center Helicopter Emergency Medical Services, or HEMS, tool provides weather information for low-level VFR operations, pilots are largely unfamiliar with it. A change of the name of this tool is recommended to help increase awareness of this information source, the study advises. The survey also found that less than a third of pilots responding were familiar with the FAA Advisory Circular 91-92, which was released in March of 2021. The advisory circular provides guidance on proper self-briefing procedures, including planning, weather interpretation, and risk identification and mitigation. Quote, the FAA and industry should continue outreach to increase awareness on the guidance and resources available in the document, end quote, AOP officials said. Going off that previous story, FAA expands weather camera coverage in Colorado and Montana. The FAA has activated 10 additional weather camera sites in Colorado, expanding the weather radar coverage in the Centennial State. All but one are installed at airports in mountainous regions of the state where terrain can provide hazards to pilots, according to FAA officials. The cameras, along with weather data from the equipment, give pilots critical pre-flight information, such as weather trends and from which direction bad weather is approaching. Using this information, pilots can wait out bad weather for better flying conditions, reducing the chances of accidents, FAA officials say. The FAA Weather Camera Program is working with transportation departments in four states to install cameras and integrate live images onto the FAA Weather Camera website. As a part of the program, the FAA provides consultation to the state transportation departments on engineering, design, and installation concepts to help them deploy their weather camera systems and avoid costly mistakes or design problems, agency officials note. The new Colorado weather cameras were installed at the airports in Aspen, Durango, Eagle, Gunnison, Hayden, Leadville, Lemon, Rifle, Telluride, and Walden. They add to the existing 13 weather camera system installed in the state's mountain ranges, which were activated in late summer. Live images from all the cameras are now available on the FAA's weather camera site. In a statement from David Ulane, Director of Aeronautics in the Colorado Department of Transportation, he said, quote, they're incredibly important they're one more piece of amazing information that pilots can use to make smart pre-flight decisions. Within the next two years, Ulane hopes to see as many as 40 more weather camera systems installed at every public-use airport in Colorado equipped with certified surface weather observation stations. Montana, meanwhile, becomes the latest state to begin a pilot program to test weather camera capabilities, joining Alaska, Hawaii, and Colorado. Montana's Aeronautics Division has installed two systems at airports in Lincoln and Sealy Lake. This is a brief story, but big news for the general aviation world. Massachusetts Senate tables $1,000 landing fee proposal. A proposed bill in the Massachusetts State Senate that would have created a $1,000 landing fee for general aviation in the state has been tabled. Senator Julian Sayer, sponsor of the legislation, told Aviation International News, quote, the state's Committee on Transportation reported the bill to study on September 2nd, which effectively means it will not be advancing any further in this legislative session. Before being tabled, Sire told Aviation International News he planned to extremely revise the proposal. The fee was proposed to reduce carbon emissions generated from what Sire sees as luxury aircraft owned by the ultra-wealthy. From feedback he received from the aviation advocates, it's, quote, clear that more exemptions should be included, such as prorating the fee based off the size of the aircraft, Sire told the Aviation International News. The FAA this year has reported laser strikes are up 148 percent over the past 10 years. 
Over the past 10 years, there has been a 148% increase in reported laser strikes against pilots. And laser strikes have increased in 2020 despite the decrease in flights due to COVID-19. Pilots reported 6,852 laser strikes to the FAA last year, up from 6,136 in 2019. The number of incidents reported in 2020 was the highest annual reported total since 2016. The FAA has also developed what it calls Visualization Tool that analyzes laser strike data from 2010 to 2020. Using the Tableau software program, the tool identified trends including geographic area, per capita data, time of day, and year. The agency is sharing the information in a new format to draw attention to the dangerously high rate of laser strikes on airplanes. Pointing a laser at an aircraft can temporarily blind the pilot and not only affect the crew, but endangers passengers and the communities they fly over every night. People who shine lasers at aircraft face FAA fines up to $11,000 per violation and up to $30,800 for multiple laser incidents. The FAA has issued over $600,000 in fines since 2016, which includes $120,000 in 2021. Violators can also face criminal penalties from federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies. Our final story today is recovery continues for aircraft manufacturers. The general aviation manufacturing industry continues to recover from its drop in sales during 2020, the year of the pandemic. According to the latest figures from the General Aviation Manufacturers Association, or GAMA, in the first six months of 2021, piston aircraft deliveries increased 12.3% compared to 2020. Turboprop airplane deliveries increased 45.4% while business jet deliveries increased 8.2%. The value of airplane deliveries through the second quarter of 2021 was $8.6 billion, an increase of approximately 9.4%, according to the report. Gamma President and CEO Pete Bunce said in a statement, quote, Through the first six months of 2021, we can see that the industry continues to progress in its recovery efforts. While it's encouraging to see segments move forward from 2020, we still trail when compared to how the industry was faring before the onset of the pandemic. Efforts to address the ongoing supply chain issues, strengthen our workforce, and enhance environmental sustainability will continue to be at the forefront as interest and demand for aircraft remains robust." End quote. Turbine helicopter deliveries through the second quarter of 2021, when compared to the same period of 2020, saw an increase of 33%, while piston helicopter deliveries saw an increase of 31.7%. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode where I talk about a reintroduction to aviation. As I mentioned at the beginning of this week's episode, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to all the resources used in today's episode. Make sure to check out these resources for more information on any of the topics covered in today's episode. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend or anyone who you think might enjoy it. This podcast is currently looking for a sponsor. If you know of any aviation-related businesses that are looking for a podcast sponsor, contact me. My email can be found in the show notes as well. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, and let's make the skies a safer place. Music